Welcome to the show. Uh, this is Talking Television with Jay and Chris. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about Warrior Episode 4, Season 1, uh, The White Mountain. And it was a little shorter than usual, so we'll, we'll be talking about a few other things as well, in addition to just breaking down the episode. Yeah, we actually have some, I guess, kind of behind-the-scenes uh, Q&A that we were talking with Rich Ting about yep. uh, that we can share with you guys, so that'll be yep. kind of exciting. So stay tuned for that. Um, tonight we are drinking, uh, actually we just finished the Evan Williams Single Barrel. Uh, it's actually pretty good for a economy um, or whiskey, if you would say. So Yeah, the first single barrel I ever had was Jack Daniels. I've had a couple bottles of that, but this is the first Evan Williams single barrel, and it was good. I'm not usually a fan of the Evan, um, but I think I would definitely yeah, get another barrel, bottle. Give it a shot. It's pretty good. So, um, before we get started into the actual episode, breaking that down, uh, there's a couple things that we wanted to talk about uh, episode three. Uh, the ratings seem to have, you know, kind of rebounded a little bit uh, from the first episode, uh, which is a good sign. And Cinemax actually renewed Warrior for season two, which yeah. was the big news this week. That's exciting. So congrats to all yeah. the actors and Shannon Lee, uh, Justin Lin, everybody behind the scenes that was working really hard on this. So getting renewed three episodes in, I think was really good for them. Yeah, it's a good sign. And there, there's plenty of season one still left, so... I can only see the ratings going up from here. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, we had broken down for science, of course, um, some of the uh, sex scenes or nudity times. For yeah, the first all the, couple. Uh, the skin time on the episode. The skin times, right. So it was actually down to zero last week, and this week they didn't actually say there was going to be any, but it was a quick, blurry two-second shot. Yeah, and, um, so all the, all the people that were switch into this from into the badlands and didn't like the nudity the first episode i mean it it went down in half it, the second and it's pretty much non-existent almost non-existent for yeah. episode three and four so well, i mean i'm sure we'll see more again but you can't really judge a show by the pilot so yep yeah, yeah they they always take it up to 10 and then they, they dial it back yep definitely so uh let's dig right into episode four then uh so it starts off and actually ends the same way uh, with his, you know, Bill in uh, the casino. So he starts off, just loses what he has, goes to the cashier and, you know, wants wants to get some more on the house, you know. And uh, he, he gets, he, he kind of runs into somebody that he knows a little bit. And he, he says, yeah, you know, give him the, the 50. We'll, we'll spot him for now, which turns out to be, a bad idea yeah for a while there bill was up like a lot i mean it i don't know what the coins were worth on the table there but it had to be hundreds or thousands yeah and it just goes to show you his gambling habit is off the charts he, he needs to reel that in and you know he's kind of a typical gambler there where he said oh no I'll, as soon as i start to lose a little bit then i'll, I'll call it quits but you know and we, then we next cut. next scene you show is nobody's around him he's got one coin left to his yeah name. he's totally gone and then he leaves. Yeah, so, so he gets uh, taken out back and, and beaten pretty good. Yeah, and we find out that the casino is actually owned by a third tongue mm-hmm. in the city, uh, which they kind of introduce and they talk about more this episode. It's going to be, I think, the three in the, the battle that's to come very soon. Yeah, the Hung Wei, I think that was her name, yep. right? The Fong Wei. Fong Wei, that's what Fong it was. Wei. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, they... Well, I mean, I guess to 
beat up a cop in the alley. You have to, I guess, you gotta feel have that some cojones. Yeah, you got to feel protected, right? Yeah. That he's not going to come back and just shut you down. Yeah. So that was interesting. And he gave him the cop special instead of the two week time to repay the debt. He's got three. He's got three. Yeah. Before he joins the White Mountain, which is kind of where this episode gets its title from, the bone pile of all the enemies of the past. Yeah, they said the Fong Wei were descendants of Genghis Khan himself. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a, a cool little story they were telling just to kind of, I don't know, uh, scare off, you know. Yeah, Damon, he, he's the debt collector who, who's actually white. So he's the one that he feels empowered to go after the the, the cops and, you know, the non-Chinese that owe um, the Tong money. So he can travel throughout the city without um, anybody, you know, give him a hard time so not only was there not a lot of skin in this episode there wasn't a lot of fighting either no not at all so what two two fight scenes i'd say one and a half one and a half one and a half really so yeah we we see uh the long z uh they're kind of recruiting or trying to recruit some some people and uh whoever they brought in really doesn't stand a chance no leong really makes quick work makes quick work of them uh, so we actually were reading a interview from Jonathan Trapper uh, that was released this week from comicbook.com and talking about how he scripts out some of the fight scenes. And he said he actually writes in every single punch and kick and throw and, you know, everything into the scene. And, it, you know, it doesn't correlate directly to what we see and ends up going through a choreographer, fight choreographer and a few other people. But uh, this is the fact that he goes so detailed into it instead of just writing Hey, here's here's a fight, and Assam's gonna win. Yeah, you you can tell he really cares about it. You know, he's passionate about the the fighting and the martial arts involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't leave it up to the choreographers to, you know, determine what determine the exactly be. how it's gonna happen. He, he he's passionate. He wants to, you know, as vividly as he can describe um, each each motion, like you said. So, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, another thing he said was he there's a uh, upcoming episode, I think episode nine, where there's going to be a a long fight scene and something that he said has probably never been done on TV before. So we're super excited about that. Yep. But the uh, the long scene or one or whatever you want to call it, we've actually seen in two other shows in the last few months, all done in episode nine. So that that's, that's interesting. A magic number, yeah. Well, if there's uh, there's ten episodes in, in this season here, yes, correct. So yeah, one before the finale. You, you kind of go all out, and then the last, last episode, episodes, you got to wrap up the plot you lines. wrap it up, and then give a little cliffhanger. So the other two shows were Strike Back, which is another Cinemax show, um, and the other one was actually Cobra Kai on YouTube, which is not a great show, but it, it's kind of entertaining. And the martial arts is terrible. I mean, it, it, it's like bottom of the barrel. Um, yeah, w- Warriors definitely a step above that for sure. Yeah, three or four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, Cobra Kai is still entertaining in its own right, especially for a lot of the nostalgia in there. Um, they had a nice cliffhanger at the end of the season. So um, if you're watching that, I think you'll you'll like Warrior 2, but it, they're not, they don't really have the same kind of feel. So this episode actually um, introduces or expands the backstory of um, one of the characters uh, who actually we wound up speaking with tonight. Uh, after the episode, yep. uh, Rich Ting, we uh, we had a little Q and A with him on his after show. Uh, got some insights of you know how it was to film and you know what he some behind the story uh, of his character, which was really cool. So the yellow 
Yellow Demon. Demon. That's Yellow his Demon. nickname. And yeah. I guess not just nickname, but I mean, he's like a kind of a tall tale. People have heard of him as the Yellow Demon. Yeah, so Bolo is his name. Yep. Ah, that, yeah, that was kind of cool. I, I wasn't really expecting a lot of expansion on his character in this episode. After the partying in the last episode, and they sit down. The Hot Boy and, Cafeteria. Yeah, yeah, the Hot Boy Cafeteria. And, you know, Bolo starts just kind of telling his story, and it it was very interesting. So Then he slams the railroad spike on the table. So that, actually, that was his idea. Uh, we came to find out after uh, speaking with him this evening. He said... Uh, his character was actually uh, based on another uh, guy named Bolo from mm-hmm. Bloodsport. Yep, and he, you know, he did some more research on what you know somebody in his circumstances back then, uh, and he found you know they would carry some sort of a, a talisman or something with them to kind of, I don't know, remind them of who they are. And yeah, he came up with the idea of the railroad spike, and they gave him a, a few different options of ones he and he picked the one that he thought that his character would bring with him. So. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. It, it was the shock value. It was good visual. Uh, and it was kind of nice to know that, you know, that was his idea. And Jonathan Tropper said, yeah, let's run with it. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's what makes him a good showrunner. You know, he's willing to accept new ideas from the actors and work them into the story. Exactly. So I guess let's talk about the Yellow Demon. Uh, he said, uh, well, so I guess what we're shown first is... He was working on the railroad, um, and he ends up uh, just, you know, fighting this other gentleman down in, like, I guess it looked like a pit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, kind of a, a water and mud pit. And Father June came out there because he heard of the Yellow Demon and ends up uh, rescuing him or buying him out from his contract and bringing him to San Francisco. Yep. And we, we found out uh, through Rich that it really wasn't his... When he came to America, he didn't come here to fight. Mm-hmm. He came here for work, to work on the railroad. Yeah, he's trying to support his family and, and send some money his family, back home. Just send money back home. And, of course, being a foreigner and everything that was happening at the time, he had to fight to survive. And he became, you know, well known for that, you know, in his little gladiator uh, arenas. So that that's how he became the Yellow Demon. And,. Instead of having to work on the railroad, Father June brings him back to join his tongue as a fighter, and he seems to be thriving there. Yeah, he said he he feels his character really owes Father June for rescuing him, and he you know has a personal stake in protecting him and and yeah. staying in the. He's tongue. like a father figure to him. And he actually kind of gave us a little hint of upcoming later this season that he his relationship with Father June is more of a father son than it is with Father June and Young June. Yep. So that could be an interesting dynamic coming up we'll later in the season. To see how that plays out, yeah. I'm I'm curious to see, you know, Bolo's character start to evolve from uh, the Yellow Demon. And he, he did say that, you know, he doesn't like to come out and fight often, but when he does, he really lays the smack down. So yeah. uh, I think we're pretty excited to see that in later episodes. Of course. That'll be good to see. So after the cafeteria scene, um, we go to... Uh, we touched on it earlier, the Long Z trying to find some recruits to beef up their, their numbers. And, yeah, it, it was nobody that they're bringing in is worthwhile. So uh, they're going to have to keep looking if they want want to expand their numbers because either that or take some from uh, other areas. That's a good idea. They could uh, go around because now they have the extra money from, you know, dealing drugs and everything. So, yeah, maybe they can pay more than some of the other songs yep. are offering yep and i think at the time that's it, they're sworn in i'm sure 
there's a brotherhood amongst most of them, but some of the new guys, yeah, they, wherever the money's at, they might might go there. Yeah, so Young June actually called that uh, when they got beat in by Father June uh, skinning in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's pretty similar to what other gangs in America do to new recruits. So it's interesting to see that, you know, the same kind of action is going on back then. Yep. Uh, we get to see uh, Hoon Lee again in this episode. He's actually outfitting uh, uh, Mai Ling with a hidden gun, which oh, is yeah. pretty cool. That was so badass. Yeah. Yep. We uh, we were actually tweeting about that during the episode that she has like a, a little, like a wrist gun. That, that's so super cool. Yeah, and uh, she winds up pulling it on him, you know, and, and pretty much demanding him to set up a meeting uh, with a third tongue that they introduced. So... Uh, she's using him as as an in for there, and you know we'll get to it a little later. But something major happens there, and it didn't involve the gun. But we finally get to see some uh, some poisoning happen. Yeah, we expected to see that last episode uh, with Penny and the mayor. But I thought Penny was going to be the first one to slip some uh, something major to the uh, the mayor. But uh, no, she was episode. just giving him some sleep medicine, you know. But yeah, uh, we actually saw some poisoning tonight, and she poisoned I guess, the leader of the yep. other Chong. Um, you know, and then we got our first fight scene, and and then it looks like she ends up making a deal with the other Chong. So, you know, that's now two against one against the Hopway. Yeah, and she uh, she meets with uh, Asam about that later on, mm-hmm. um, and kind of gives him an ultimatum like, "Here's a ticket home." She's trying to get him out of town. Yeah. If you if you stay, I can't guarantee your safety because things are about to go down. So that's uh, some foreshadowing for sure. But he he winds up tearing up that ticket and says, "I'm not going to make the same mistake again." Yeah. So we find out why he's still in town. Actually, he's you know sitting down with Young June just chit chatting, and Young June's like, "You know, well, why are you here?" And he said, "Well, you know, I've been on my own for a while, so it's nice to actually be somewhere where somebody has my back." So yep. I'm guessing. You know, his last couple of years there in China, plus, you know, the long boat ride across over to San Francisco. You know, he's on his own. So with hundreds or thousands of other people around it, I think it's nice to kind of finally have a, a family or a home somewhere that he feels safe. So, Yep. Plus, uh, he also mentioned that by joining the Hopway, that was kind of his best way of finding his sister. Mm-hmm. If if he was just out on his own, it worked. Would, it was what the the first episode. The first halfway episode, <laughs> we didn't have to wait long, honestly. No. So he made a good decision there. And uh, so finding a sister, he explained it two different ways to you know in the same episode tonight. Uh, he he told that to Young June, but he said you know his sister's dead. But later on, when he's talking to Penny, did he say whether he found her or not, or just that he was looking for her? He was pretty vague with her. I think he's he's trying to feel her out, and you know he, he definitely felt her this episode. But uh, there, there's so there's some trust building, but there, it's not a hundred percent. So I, I think their two characters are they're looking for somebody to confide in because you know with Penny with the mayor, she she really has no trust in him, doesn't want anything to do with him. We found out that. She basically had to marry him to save her father's business. Yeah, that's um, kind of what we called in the previous episode. Yeah, so she she really has no no interest in him whatsoever. And Assam, you know, he's coming in um, from the boat. He he's got his the hop way now, but other than that, he he has nobody to speak with. So I I think 
they're able to confide in each other sparingly. They're, they're starting to build that. A little bit of trust. A little bit of trust. Well, speaking of trust, uh, we had Bill earlier. Uh, he was at home after coming home, getting beat up, you know, leaving the, the casino in the alley. He wakes up in the morning. He's getting dressed for work. And his wife is really grilling him, trying to, you know, it sounds like he told her a story that he was out, you know, he went into some club or something on his own and got beat up. You know, he was yeah, working he, late. Yeah, he said he was working the graveyard shift by himself. Yeah, and then Lee shows up and he goes along with the story. So there's definitely that little bit of trust between them that's starting to build. And later on, we see them at the bar kind of, I don't want to say agreeing with each other on everything, but they just kind of have an understanding a little bit. that. And, and Bill tells them, hey, let's get through this Chinatown thing. We'll do real police work once we get back out into the real world. Yeah. And in the meantime, let's reap whatever we can get. You mm-hmm. know, he, he had the opportunity to arrest that toy when they raided the brothel. Yep. Um, but, you know, Bill being the gambler and in debt as he is, uh, she pays him off with, you know, $30 in yep. an envelope. a little bit of money in and, a red envelope. And Lee, he kind of walked out and he's like, what are you doing? You know, this that's not what we're here for. So I'm kind of curious about that. Obviously, the mayor was there again. We saw him there in, a, in the first well, episode. He, he got lucky, you know. Buckley came and got him out before the raid got to where he was even though I'm sure he would have been fine if they caught him because they were only interested in scooping up the Chinese. Yeah, he actually the saw white, the police on the his white, way out. Yeah, they just let him walk away. And he said, you know, hi, lieutenant or sergeant, and they said mayor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, you know, downstairs there was like a whole room full of people, you know, doped up on opium laying around. So that was interesting that, I guess, have we seen that part of the brothel before? No, in fact, it was kind of, yeah, that was like the lower level almost, the first floor, mm-hmm. and then where Atoy is in the brothel section, that, that seemed to be above there. Yeah, it took him a while to get back in into there, so I'm still waiting to find out what the name of the brothel is. We haven't heard it yet. If, if you guys know what it is, you know, yeah, leave let a comment. Yeah, know. I, I don't know if they've, they've said it. It's just been the brothel. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we haven't even been back to the Banshee since uh, episode two, I don't think. Yeah, when uh, Leary was trying to rile him up. Okay, so a little bit more backstory we got this episode was when Assam and Penny were kind of laying with each other after having sex that they uh, they had some of Assam's more backstory on his grandpa, which we've been kind of waiting to hear about. So he said his grandpa was a sea captain who got sick and was kind of put up with a nurse to get better and, you know, ended up, I don't know, marrying her, at least having babies and living together, but they moved off to a farm and he lived with the with the kids until Islam was 13. Mm-hmm. So that's why he speaks such good English as he grew up with it for, you know, a good part of his life. Right. So I don't know if that really helps answer anything for us other than his good English. But it was nice to kind of just kind of close that door on some of his backstory. A lot of the immigrants don't have that. So and Penny seemed to pick up on that. You know, she was happy to know that he spoke English and can kind of relate you know, oh, give me, let me know about your, your grandfather. How did you end up here, basically? Mm-hmm. So, uh, he once again, he, he, he mentioned he had a sister. That's why he came here in search of her. But he didn't give the details of who she was, you know, and, and the fact that she's with another Chong. Yeah, I think that's so, definitely going to come out uh, probably uh, maybe episode seven or eight. I think at least with young June. He'll find out and kind of maybe disavow him for a little while, and then that's going to be a, a pretty big information. Yeah, once that is in the hopway, that's going to ruffle some feathers. Yeah, I mean, I, right now it would a little bit, but I think 
there's gonna be a lot more bad blood coming up, which is really gonna do it. Back at the police station after they arrest all the people that were in the brothel, they bring them in and it looked like they were doing kind of a press release. They had a couple of people from the newspapers there taking pictures and what they, uh, Lee starts, you know, kind of mouthing off uh, to everybody. So they tell him, hey, you need to get in the picture. Well, what they were doing is they were cutting the hair on the Chinese and he mentioned that, hey, that's, that's they can never part- go back to China. Now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's who they are. You know, if you cut that off, yeah, they can't go back. They, they didn't want to hear that, obviously. They were more concerned with, you know, the photo and putting out that they're cleaning up the streets. So Buckley says, hey, get in the photo. Um, they called it, what, the yellow, yellow peril. Yeah, I think it's what the peril. mayor called it, yep. And Lee didn't want to. Yeah. He, he was very hesitant to get his picture taken. So that kind of raises the question, well, what's he hiding from? Yeah, so he did eventually get in the picture, but he was really hidden right he behind was in the Big back, Bill. like behind Bill. Just over his shoulder a little bit. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean... Did he commit a crime maybe back home or is he running from, you know, family Some or other sort of issues? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure we're going to get backstory on that eventually, but I mean, that might not even be something we get this season. That might be something season two, you know, yeah. we, we already got so much world building going I, on. They, they might, I think they've, they're going to have to touch on it before the end of it. That, that might be like episode 10, it, just to tease it like, Hey, Oh, something's coming for, for Lee. Yeah. Maybe somebody come into town to, uh, you know, saw his picture or something. Yeah, that could be a good setup for season two. We did hear a lot of people that didn't think he would make it through the entire first season. You know, he's too good of a goody two-shoes. But, I don't know, I think he'll make it. Yeah, I think so, too. He He's the, um, I think this, in the behind the scenes, um, they were interviewing uh, Bill. And he said he's the opposite of him. Or who Bill should be but he can't just because of the position he's in Mm -hmm. uh he's the gambler he's got debt he's he's more focused on that as opposed to doing good police work so yeah i mean he might be focused on that but he he has a hard time focusing on how many kids he has even (laughs) that was probably the four is it five oh i forgot about him (laughs) yeah he said he forgot about one of them so that well when you got that many kids i can see that yeah, I mean, I think it was the only big joke in the episode, but it landed so well that I was cracking up from it. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, they, they've got a good rapport between the two of them. Even though they seem like you know such polar opposites, one's concerned with good police work and doing the right thing, and then mm-hmm. Bill's concerned about himself, basically. I think as the season progresses, they're going to kind of meet to be more of a, a good team. So we got a, uh, God, this episode is just full of so much backstory. Um, it is. And for being a shorter episode, there was so much There content. was a lot of character building, backstory built in, minimal fight scenes. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, we heard about uh, Mai Ling also apparently married somebody to save Assam. Uh, I'm guessing that was back in China. Yeah. Uh, so she married somebody named Sun Yang. And I guess we don't know who that is. Uh, Not yet. Yeah, they didn't reveal. But. Assam said, I'm not going to let the same thing happen again. So that's that's when he tore up the ticket mm-hmm. to go back home that she had given him. And he basically said, I I understand we're going to probably have some issues in the future, you know, between our two tongs, but I'm here for you. I, I'm, I'm not leaving without you, basically. Mm-hmm. End of the episode, we end up kind of right where we're at at the beginning of the episode again. You know, we've got Bill gambling, gambling once again. again. I guess he just doesn't learn, you know, but... He takes that $30 that, you know, he got from Atoy and right. 
plops it down on the table, and he's gambling again. They didn't show where that was. No, it was somewhere different. It was somewhere different. So somewhere with he, a lot more light, because the other place was so dark, it was, it was hard dark. to see. So obviously, it's kind of foreshadowing him racking up more debt at another location, probably owned by another Tong, and he's just going to have them knocking on his doorstep. So he, it's going to be that struggle. Do you think he's going to go back... Um, Maybe to Atoy and get more money every week to keep paying these debts and keep going? He might try, but I think she's too strong-willed for that. Or or maybe has too much behind her to allow that to happen. Because this was the first time they met. This, you know, She had never seen him before. He'd never seen her. And it was just a real quick bribe. You know, here you go. Leave me alone, basically. Yeah, but she kind of read him. Like She she saw him and she's like, ah, this I, guy. He, he's going to take this he'll money. He'll take the money and leave us alone. And she um, was right. He, he he could go back, but I don't think it's gonna end up the way he he would hope. Oh no, because she's just badass. She could bring yeah. out the you know the oh she could the superwoman suit with the sword. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, which we haven't seen besides episode one. No, just, I wonder when that's gonna come out again. I kind of wish they would give her character name, like you know, you know, maybe not the yellow demon, but you know, some sort of name that you know we can I guess refer to her as when she transforms and puts on you know all the right. robes and the swords and everything. That would be cool. Yep. I agree. Uh, but I Hopefully we'll see it again soon. So I don't think we'll see it the next episode. Right. So next week we saw you know the preview, and it looks like they're going to go on a road trip. They've got to deliver some cargo or something. Yes. Yeah, got a Western you know vibe to it. They're mm-hmm. going to fight some cowboys. So I think that'll be some more bonding time between Assam and Young June. And then maybe things will start to shake up and fall apart after that episode six. You know, we'll be in the second half of the season. And yeah, Young June, I can't wait to see him fight some more. You know, oh, yeah. episode three, we saw him go to town on those guys. Yeah, he doesn't just fight; he, he murders people. <laughs> he straight up murders them. <laughs> yeah, and then he kills them again. Uh, yeah, some more. <laughs> <laughs> then he takes their cargo and just burns it. Yep. So, I think. Yeah, this was a good building episode, uh, backstory on a couple different characters that we had just not really known too much about, and next episode, we'll, I think there'll be more building between, or bonding between Young Jun and Assam. Uh, we'll see who else is on their little trek with them and what might happen back in town while they're gone. Yeah, this episode, they kept saying to each other, you know, I hope I can trust you and I hope I can trust you. So they both are kind of looking for that symbiotic relationship between each other. I think Young Jun's still a little skeptical. You could tell when uh, Assam walked away, said he needed to get some fresh air, that he kind of gave him the look like, okay, you, Where's do, it going? you do that, but yeah, where are you going? Uh, so we'll see if he might have followed him or have somebody else follow him, because obviously Mai Ling, uh, Assam's sister, Knew exactly where he was. Oh, yeah. She's that, traveling around in this, like, little uh, horse and carriage all the time. A, a white woman, you know, Penny, the mayor's wife, you know. So it, it's not a secret. It's out there mm-hmm. what's going on. So we'll see if that can cross over into the hopway and how far up the ladder it goes. Yeah, I could see it falling back on Jacob, uh, her valet, the valet. unfortunately. I think he's going to get caught in the crossfire somewhere, and it's not going to end up good for him. And he mentioned that this episode that it's not going to end good for anybody. If they keep it up. Well, if Buckley or the mayor finds out, then it's going to be really bad. Yeah, definitely. 
So let's talk about our chat with Rich Ting. Yeah. So uh, it looks like Rich does a after show after every episode uh, live on Facebook and Instagram. So Warrior After Dark, I believe. Warrior After Dark, yep. yep. So we were chatting with him during the episode on Twitter and decided to join join up with him on Instagram and just shoot him some messages. And you know, luckily enough, he invited us to uh, join Instagram live and chat with him face to face. So that was awesome. And thank you, Rich. We we appreciate it. it yeah, was great. that was fun. It, it was good to get some insight from you and some backstory that you know we wouldn't have been able to get otherwise he told us that you know his character came to america you know trying to send money back to his family uh but we had some other questions with him about filming so we asked him if he had trained in wing chun before he had even gotten the part of bolo and right he said yeah yeah he said he, he, he's been fighting since he was four mm-hmm. yeah he said he's uh Jeet Kune Do, Wing Chun, I think Taekwondo is what he started off with. So he's got a rich martial arts back history. So that's awesome. And Yeah. It, he said he, he wasn't, you know, he didn't know he was ever going to use it again. But then, you know, obviously in Warrior, it's come in handy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also asked him how it is working on a show for Shannon Lee uh, for, you know, a, a show written by her, her father and, you know, with his ideas and if that's extra pressure and how it was to work with her and he said that she's great she's very open very uh you know warm and heartfelt about the project and really is hoping to see it succeed so everything was live so she was back in la they were filming uh in south africa mm -hmm. and it was a live set he called it so they could just stream it right to her monitor she could give them instant feedback on yeah all the producers were exactly able to what see they it. just filmed and if there's any changes that she wanted uh so that's that's kind of cool technology nowadays is pretty awesome yeah we were actually going to talk about the set building in south africa and um we saw some preview footage of the season and they said they built the set so that it could be reused so they could show like different alleys or roads and everything using the same set work yeah more than just storefronts it, yep. it was yeah three-dimensional so they could do several angles with yeah it. so i mean that's that's smart it's cost saving you don't and you're not building it in la where it's going to cost a million bucks so. exactly one other thing we asked him about was uh, Jonathan Tropper, just how it was working with him, and he said it was great. So, yeah, and he said he was a fan of Banshee as well. Yeah, everybody loves Banshee. And he said, uh, you know, when they went in for the first script reading, he had got to sit next to Hoon Lee, and he was like, ah! <laughs> He's yeah, like, oh, Hoon this Lee. is Job. This is so exciting, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool to hear. Uh, next week, I think we're going to have some, some major stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. I guess a traveling episode. I, I don't know if we're going to focus 100% on Assam and Young June or if we're going to still see kind of what's going on with Big Bill back in the city. But Yeah, I think things will, will happen while they're out of town. When they get back, it's going to be, okay, we got to jump right into this because it's, it's go time. Yeah, definitely. So uh, thanks for sticking with us. Yep. Uh, if, if you haven't already, please uh, like and subscribe. We're at Southport Media. We're on YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Mm -hmm. uh, the support's been great. Uh, hope you guys keep coming back. We're going to keep putting out Warrior episodes. Uh, we're also still doing Game of Thrones uh, and more to come. Yeah, I'm excited we, about We've this already week's started episode. talking about some, some additional uh, past shows to review that are our favorites. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions, please let us know. And we'll we'll try and get it out there. I'm thinking we might actually be able to sneak in an episode uh, for the upcoming Deadwood movie. 
Uh, I know it's a movie and we're talking, you know, television, but I mean, this is kind of a bookend to the entire series of Deadwood. Exactly. So I think we might be able to do that this summer. I think that'll be kind of cool. And, you know, we really love all the HBO Cinemax and Showtime shows, all the premium content. Yeah, the premium shows are, are great. That's kind of what we're focusing on now. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that's, yeah, we're going to have more of that to come. Yeah, so thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And like Jay said, you know, try and subscribe or like us on any of our locations. And if you're listening on iTunes, you want to see our beautiful smiling faces, <laughs> come join us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Cheers.